Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Liverpool Comedy Improv Cast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today's guest is the Mayor of Improv himself, Mark Turpin. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and many more podcast providers. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Mark's true story about making stuff up. And now welcome to the podcast, the mayor of improv himself, Mark Turpin. Welcome, Mark. Hi, Ian. Uh, nice to meet you. So before I talk about anything, can we talk about the name, the mayor of improv? Where did that come about? How did that come about? Yeah, it was on a Facebook post. I think it was Brenna Judkins had put it. I think it was Brenna Judkins. I can't quite remember exactly how it came about, but I then think Velvet Wells sort of posted on the same post and turned me the mayor of improv, and that's how the name came about. So, yeah, it's uh, Velvet Wells. He's uh, was the first person to coin me the mayor of improv. That's a pretty cool name yeah. to have. Yeah, it's quite a, quite an honour actually. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you are you are seen as a, a really supportive member of the improv community as a whole. You you post things about classes and jams and scenes that you've seen with people, and you you comment and give scene suggestions on pretty much every scene I ever see. I don't know how you find the time. To, to give so much to improv yeah it's just when i do have when i do have time to do it i'll do it because um i don't know how, it just started just happened naturally that i just started doing this it wasn't like a conscious decision like oh i'm going to start doing this it just happened one day i think it was like the beginning of lockdown and just thought oh we all these classes and things are coming up i thought oh because not everybody's going to see these classes, so it might somebody might see it and think, "Oh, yeah, I might have a go at that myself." So at least if one person sees it and then thinks, "I'm going to give that a go," that class or that workshop or whatever, and I think as long as one person sees that, that's that's just all to the good. And yeah, it's such a it's such a cool way to be because. People, including myself, a lot of people involved in improv. We spend a lot of time posting about, hey, look at us. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. Uh, whereas if you look through your profiles, it's it's just sort of links to other things and sort of praise for other people. So it's it's a really positive vibe that you create. Yeah, because I'm not one for putting much stuff about myself. I might put the other thing on there, but... Um... I'm quite selfish in that respect. I'd rather share what other people are doing or celebrate other people rather than myself. Um, that's just how I am. I'm not one of these, like you say, here I am is, um, is what I made for dinner or here's what I've done. Um, yeah, I just like to share how other people are doing just give praise where it's due to other improvisers in their classes and that's that's how I roll basically yeah yeah and it's awesome it's an awesome way to roll 
So let's talk about uh, the Liverpool comedy improv community now. And I just want to ask, how did you get involved with LCI? Well, so I moved over to Liverpool in September 2019 um, to be near my partner because she lives she lived in Liverpool and I, I was in Manchester. Yeah. And our relationship was going well. And um, I just decided to be near her because things were, things are going well. So I decided to, because the company I work for, they opened an office in Liverpool. So I decided to move there, transfer over for work, move over to being in my partner. And I noticed on the, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, the Meetup social website. Um, I've not heard of it now. No, so basically Meetup's like a social networking app and it's worldwide basically. And if you've got an interest or a hobby, there's something there for you wherever you are. And I did a lot of that stuff in Manchester. And I came across the fact that Liverpool Comedy Improv posted, had a group on this Meetup app. And I thought, well, because I, I did improv previously in Manchester. I thought I'll just um, go to the class one time, just see what it was like. Because I've, I've sort of stopped for a year up until September 29th. I just stopped for a year. Um, that life and commitments, work commitments stopped me yeah. from doing improv. So I decided when I moved to Liverpool, I wanted to get back into improv again. And... Yeah, I just went to Emma's class at the Pilgrim uh, pub in Liverpool one Monday evening in September, and the rest is uh, history. I started going every week uh, from then on. Awesome. Yeah. And just thinking of improv, do you have an improv style? I mean, I suppose... It's something that's come during the sort of lockdown when we've been doing a lot of scenes online. I suppose I'm quite sort of laid back, sort of measured when I do improv. I'm not, I mean, it's different to doing short form improv when you're doing 10 minute scenes because you're not, you don't need to rush. And I just find by taking the time, just letting the scene breathe and allowing the other your partner to say what they need to say and I just it's just letting the scene develop slowly and I think that's the style I've sort of developed and evolved uh, particularly since lockdown I think definitely. Yeah it's interesting so you think that sort of switching from real life improv to improv on zoom has actually meant that you've had to tweak your style? For sure, definitely, because prior to lockdown, I was just doing the Monday night classes yeah. at Liverpool Comedy Improv, and it was, it's all short form, as you know. But when you're doing like workshops and the 10-minute scenes with the people that I've done these scenes with, you just can't go bang, bang, bang. You just have to take your time let things breathe, sometimes not even saying anything for a minute, just observing what your partner is doing. 
and just allowing things to develop naturally. And I think that's the style I've developed, yeah, particularly since lockdown uh, started. Yeah. And so on lock on the the Zoom improv that lockdown has brought around, there has been a lot of these ten minute scenes, uh, some slightly under or slightly over ten minutes. And it's a weird sort of, it's not quite long form, but it's definitely not short form. It's more of a mid form. Uh, Do you think, do you think that that existed before Zoom Prov or were you aware of it before uh, moving on to Uh, online? No, I was not aware of like mid form as such before lockdown. Um, I mean, I did the long form and I did one or two things in the long form style back in Manchester. I wasn't aware of this mid-form type thing. I think I've only become aware of that since lockdown, um, like with the 10-minute scenes. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoy it. I really I think it's helped me to develop as an improviser. Uh, and I think it's helped a lot of people, uh, I think, to develop because people now get the opportunity to do things with people around the world. Yeah. Uh, Are these workshops with people like David Escobedo and like Michelle Gere and Stephanie Ray, people like that. And to take that opportunity, it's just incredible. And you've been doing a lot of these scenes and you say you enjoy it. Do do you think you enjoy one more than the other when you're comparing sort of the short form to the, the, the mid form? I enjoy both. I mean, I'd love to do, I'd love to carry on doing both if I could. And there are other stars I would like to sort of uh, pit learn in this particular coming year. Um, maybe more like serious type improv, maybe okay. monologues. Um, I would like to try musical improv um, at some point. Um, just want to give that a go. I'm not a great, great single or anything, but I still want to give it a go. Yeah. Um, I think that um, the, the general thing about musical improv is you don't really have to be musical. You just have to be up for a laugh. No, but that's where I just give anything a go and I just, just enjoy it. And that's how I look at improv. I just enjoy it and do it. And uh, uh, yeah. And you do it very well. Thank you. So with improv, do you feel like you ever had like a penny drop moment where all of a sudden you thought, yeah, I really get improv. Was there a scene or something that happened that made you sort of really feel comfortable? Um, Yeah, there was um, back in Manchester, I worked with a group called Impro Quo, who were based in Manchester. Yeah. Because that's how I started getting into improv with them because they run a weekly improv jam in Manchester on a Thursday evening. That's, I first went to one of those back in 2016. Started going to the weekly jams and then I started doing beginners improv courses, intermediate courses, uh, did a long form course. And one of the things we did at the end of a long form course, we did, we, we did a show. Uh, did like a, it's like a showcase for the people who did the long form course and we all did we did a show with some of the impro crow regulars 
And I just enjoyed that so much. And that was when you asked about the penny drop moment, that was when I thought, oh, this is something I could do. This is something I get and enjoy. And it's just yeah. hearing the hearing the laughter from the audience. <laughs> and it's just one of those, I get with improv, I'm sort of in the zone. Yeah. So it, it goes really fast. And before you know it, that like, this show is over, you think, really, is that it? And you think something like, for, like a 40 minute show, it just feels like five minutes. And that's how it felt when I did that long form show. That was when it, it, improv became improv for me. Yeah. It was sort of, that's it. That's, that's the penny drop. That's when it all clicked. And do you do you have a performing background before you got into improv? No, no, no. whatsoever. No. Um, with improv, it was one of these things. That I'm, I'm always on the lookout for something different to try. So I try. I tried a lot of things through through this meetup website. So I tried laughter yoga of all things. I don't know if you've heard of laughter yoga. I, I've heard of it. Yeah. So um, there's a group that met every month or so and they did this laughter yoga session on a Monday evening and basically stand around in a circle and just stop, stop, do laughing exercises. Okay. And it's, I mean, it sounds weird, but when you do it, it's sort of a release and you just can't stop laughing. There are times when you're not actually forcing the laugh out, you're actually laughing for real. It's that yeah. infectious. And I, I think when people laugh, they feel good. So it makes sense yeah. that going to laughter sessions like that would would make you feel good. So, yeah, that was one of the things I tried. And tried lots of other things like, like salsa dancing and stuff like that. But salsa dancing is not for me. I'm not very... I've got two left feet, so to speak. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was me. But then I thought I saw improv and I signed up with the group on the website in Manchester for a long time, but never got around to going. Then one time I was off on leave with work and I thought, I'm going to go one time just to see what it's like. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that first session. Yeah so much so before you saw the the improv session advertised were you aware of improv um it's weird because i was obviously people talk about whose line is it anyway yeah and i used to watch that rigidly religiously every friday evening on channel four <laughs> me too but i didn't know it was i didn't know it was improv yeah, I just watched it as a comedy program on Channel Four. I didn't. It was only afterwards when I started getting into improv. That's what "Whose Line Is It Anyway" was about. So I didn't think of it as improv. I just thought of it as a comedy program. Yeah, I, I, I'm very much the same as are lots of people. I think it, it's just a great fun show to watch. Yeah, and then you sort of watch it. You. In, enjoy it and then you go off and, and you watch something else you, you don't really think of it and the skills behind it yeah it's um just see like people like Josie Lawrence and like um 
Mike McShane, just think of something on the spot. And it's actually, what you think, wow, that, it was amazing to watch. And then when you do it yourself, it's it's like you, you do get a high from doing it. Oh, yeah, totally. And um, um, the sometimes, do you ever shock yourself when words come out of your mouth and you're like, wow, I didn't even know I was capable of yeah. thinking of something like that? Yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's sometimes when you, you get a suggestion and that you think, because um, I did a 10-minute scene with Christian Winter. Yeah. And I did a monologue, which I'd never done before. And I just got into it. I just, it just came natural. No. Because you think, oh, a monologue. I, I, I thought I'd give it a go. And then I just sort of enveloped that character and just became that character. And it was just, yeah, it just, I just became that character and like, I really enjoyed that particular scene I did with Christian. Um, that's one of the favourite ones I've done of all the 10 minute scenes. Ah, cool. Yeah. So just thinking of, of all of the games that you play in improv, in short form, uh, do you have any favourite games that you like to play or like to watch? I like doing the, um, I like doing the alphabet game. Okay. Yeah. Because it's just, it's um, it's sort of twofold because one, you have to think of the letter to begin that sentence. Yeah. And then you have to think of something to say to fit following the rest of that sentence. So if your sentence begins with K, you're then having to think of something beginning with K, which would fit yeah. the sentence before. So it's like twofold, if you like. Have you ever been in the situation where you plan ahead slightly in your in your mind and you think, right, I know my next letter is going to be K, for example. And then yeah. the person before you skips a letter. So when it comes to you, you're not actually on the letter that you briefly prepared for. Yeah, yeah. I, that's happened a couple of times when next letter should have been M, but they've gone on to M. Yeah. So then now you've got to think of something, a sentence beginning <laughs> with O. Yeah. Um, you do have to sort of do me mental gymnastics a little bit just to think of what to say, but I sort of have managed to keep up with that person. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's a good game to watch sometimes because you, you, you can see people like working in the head what the letter oh, yeah. is going to be. Like, you, you, you go like N M O P in. And then, uh, have you ever played that game in reverse? No, but I've seen it on the um, Extreme Improv. I think they've done it backwards, I think. Yeah, it is, uh, it is like next level. It really ramps it up. Yeah. No, the way they do it, it is really next level because I've seen them do it backwards and I've seen them do it where they jump letters as well. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Or the, the once the letter's used, they can't use that letter again. So, so <laughs> if somebody begins the sentence with the letter A, okay, nobody then can, can then use a sentence with that letter again. All ah, right. 
that sounds like then they have to think of something yeah <laughs> it sounds like it was just messing with my mind i think <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so uh just thinking about comedy in general do you have a favorite joke <sighs> see i don't have jokes as such because i'm not very i'm not the best at remembering jokes as such i'm more like a one-liner pun type of person yeah as you as you know no, yeah, I do. Um, um, the only one I can think of is um, somebody on Facebook asks, uh, "What's your favourite joke?" They just needed it was just like to just needed something to cheer them up, I think. And I, I put something like, uh, two of my friends got married uh, the other day. Um, it was an emotional wedding. Even the cake was in tears." <laughs> it's a classic. Yeah, I mean that's not a favourite joke, but that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, um, I'm rather I'm like a one-liner pun type of person rather than remembering a joke because if you put me in the spot and say what's your favourite joke, and it's like oh god, I can think of like five or six. Yeah, it's just thinking of what to uh, what to come up with. I get it totally because I'm like you. I'm a one-liner guy. I love puns and it's off the cuff. It's just things, something happens, you respond to it and you move on. You don't dwell on it. You don't really remember it. Uh, but then people have seen you be funny and they think, ah, you must be funny. Like, tell me some jokes. But the art of just telling jokes like a comedian would compared to just sort of coming up with funny little remarks and one-liners off the cuff in a, an improv scene, it's, it's a very different skill. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like with one liners and puns, I, I do like people like you know, like Tim Vine, yeah, and, and Milton Jones and people like that. Because it's just like, especially Tim Vine, he's just so quick. Oh I mean, yeah. I went to see I went to see him live once a few years ago, and like, you come out of the theatre afterwards and you've forgotten about ninety five percent of what he said because it's just one after the other after the other, yeah. and it's just. It's it's relentless. I loved Tim Vine. I would I would say he's my favorite comedian. And I saw him a few years ago in Liverpool. And I just laughed nonstop for an hour. So much so that I actually I came out and like I felt sore. I think I'd laughed so much <laughs> that I just hadn't been taking enough breaths or something, but I felt sore in the stomach, you know? Yeah. Uh no. so um Away from jokes, how about impressions? What's your best impression? <laughs> well, when I'm at home with my partner, I do an impression of a certain person who's about to be leaving office soon, but I don't really want to go into that particular <laughs> yeah, fair enough. impression because I think people are fed up with that person at the moment. So um, I suppose I can do Arnie. Like, I'll be back. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I'm sure people are just listening because it's a podcast. So I'm sure they're just thinking, wow, Arnie just walked in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's just talk about troops. Do you, uh, are you part of any uh, improv troops that you'd like to talk about? Well, we're not sort of a troop yet, but we are 
on the road to becoming one. I'm part of a group called the Oikers. Great. Which, uh, somebody not far from home, who's speaking to me now, is also a part of. Uh, mm-hmm. That is true. And, uh, yeah, so I'm part of the Oikers. And, uh, and the story of how that name came about is quite interesting because um, myself and Ian have been doing like an intermediate course for the past few months on a Wednesday and uh, we got a suggestion we asked we asked the suggestions from Emma for a scene <laughs> and I think Heather had put in the chat she meant to put fruit pickers but she made a spelling mistake and it was fruit oikers yeah and so Emma still took that suggestion and then I think it was me and you in the scene and we had to be fruit oikers or we were doing <laughs> fruit oiking yeah and the name sort of stuck and it sort of gained currency and that's our going to be our group name the Ikers um when we eventually get around to becoming a troop in the future and it was a really funny scene as well and because the name came from it 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 gets remembered because there's so many scenes that we do that no matter how funny they are they just don't get remembered because there's so many and we just move through them all and there's just a few that, for whatever reason, stick out, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah, that, that's the thing, and especially with the Oikers, because it, it sort of, it sort of like a, it gets called back now again in scenes as well that we we do that we do on a Wednesday, like the Iking thing will come back. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like certain scenes do stick in my mind as well. I think especially a couple of that I've done with you. Um. Is when one way you got your guitar out and oh, yeah. we went through the, that, the alphabet in Welsh, or was it no, is it numbers in Welsh? Numbers in it? Welsh, yeah, <laughs> that was funny. like, like, and I was going, like, well, I've not, I've no idea of Welsh at all, so I was just going, you were saying what's one in Welsh, and I was going one, and then two, and then three, <laughs> yeah, that, that was very funny. Um, and there, there was. I remember the, the anticipation of the others in the group because they kind of knew what was coming. So they were waiting to see what you actually came out with. Yeah. But it's like, um, yeah, I enjoy doing scenes with you because we're always fun. And I think you said once, I know that whatever I do, Mark will go along with it. Yeah. And I think that's the nature of improv. Whatever the other person does, you have to go with what they're doing yeah and there's nothing that phases you no i was just <laughs> like i said before i'm just i'm just a person that will go with whatever is going on and however ridiculous it is i will go with it because that's the nature of improv you just have to go with what the other person says or does yeah totally so what does your improv future hold? Well, um, as I just briefly mentioned before, we're in the process of hopefully getting a group together, the Ikers, and I would like hopefully to do some shows in the future. Um, in the near future, that possibly would be online and so if in gets back to relative normality with the world 
outside, but I would like to do online shows, maybe work with some other groups as well. Because yeah. um, that, that's one of my, I mean, I'm not one for predictions normally, but like improv resolutions is like one to be part of the group. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two to do like, Maybe more sort of serious improv, that okay. dramatic improv. Yeah. Maybe more monologues. And to do musical improv, like I said. And just to do more scenes, that 10 minute scenes with people online. Uh, I've got one coming up in a couple of weeks with a group called The Sudden Knot. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, yeah, I've heard of those. Uh, they're doing great things in the improv world. Yeah, so um, they asked if anybody wanted to do a scene with them. And I said, yeah, do you mind if I do something with you? And they said, yeah. So I've got that coming up on the 20th of January. It's Wednesday. So it's actually before I do the, the session with you guys at 7. So it's the thing I'm ah, doing okay. with them is at 6. So, and... Will that be available to watch after it's gone live as well? Yeah, yeah. So it'll be live. They'll do it live at six o'clock on Facebook, I think. And then it'll be available to watch. Okay. Because uh, there's a good chance that this podcast will go out after that show at some point, uh, maybe a week or two after. So it's good to know that people can go back to the Sudden Knots on Facebook and see your scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to have a little bit of fun now. I'm going to just throw some, some words out to you and just okay. a bit of, bit of word association. So the first thing okay. that comes into your head based on what I say. Yeah. Here we go. 168. Bartenders. Mayor of Improv. Me. Scene Suggestions. Um, please put them in the chat. Zoomprov. You're on mute. 2020. Let's forget it. Chocolate bourbons. The sweats. Yes, I was really hoping that you would say the bourbon sweats, uh, which for the listeners is something from a scene that Mark did a little while back in one of our sessions together, which we still talk about today because it was hilarious. Oh, that yeah, that was a great scene. Um, I did that with uh, Dave Hodgson. Yeah, that was just so, that was just so funny. Yeah, yeah. just one of those, one of those classics that we just always call back to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's just move a little bit more about you when you were younger. So growing up, you said that you used to watch Whose Line. Yeah. Uh, what other comedy shows were you into when you were younger? When I was younger, so I suppose if you're looking up between like, you, I used to like, um, you know, people like Cannon and Ball. I used to love watching them. Yeah. Uh, like Bobby Ball, especially Bobby Ball. Or like, yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Um, Very funny, man. Um, so people like that, and I used to people, I mean, I still love them now, but I used to like Markham and Wise. Oh, yeah, still at Christmas, I mean, 
when they show yeah. their specials, th- there's still nothing as good as watching classic Morecambe and Wise. There's nothing today that matches. No, I mean, I, I still love them to this day. I mean, there's a sketch they do with Andre Previn, who's he was like at the time a conductor of the one of the big orchestras in London. Right. And the sketch they do with him. It's one of the only sketches that actually literally has me crying with laughter. And even though I've watched it hundreds of times before, I will still, you know what's coming up, I still literally cry tears of laughter. It's that funny. There's not that many sketches out there that make me do that, and that is it's just one of them. Yeah, and it's often the thing with comedy that once you've seen something it's really funny but then it's never as funny but when you get a gem of of a scene or a sketch that makes you laugh every single time then that that, that is like true magic yeah so people like Malcolm Wise used to like um at the time there was a series called The Young Ones with Rick Mayle and oh, yeah. Dave used to like that because that I mean, especially as a teenager, because it's quite anarchic and quite out there. Yeah. Like when you're a teenager, that's something that you uh, can enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, you like to feel cool. Yeah, I'm a bit of a rebel because I'm watching the young ones and it's anti-establishment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So you mentioned Tim Vine before and Milton Jones. Would you say that they are sort of big influences in your your style of improv and comedy in general? Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely say so, because um, I'm quite I'm quite quick thinking. So if I'm one of these people, if somebody says something in passing, I will just come out with a one line or a word, um, which I think is funny. So if somebody says, um, like, vegetables, I would say, oh, that's worth its weight in 24 karat gold or yeah. something ridiculous like that. <laughs> uh, it's like um, the other day um, I was making dinner with my partner. We were making shepherd's pie. And we were talking while we were making dinner. And um, we were doing some peas to go with the shepherd's pie and for some reason we got talking about what would it be like to hibernate during the winter and the partner said oh we should do like a bedding like John Lennon and Yoko Ono did back in the day they just stayed in bed for like a week yeah uh, in the late 60s and as you know they did a song called give peace a chance yeah and um, we were talking about that I saw the peas on the side and I said all we are saying is give peas a chance. <laughs> and did that go down well? It did actually, because my part is quite hard to um, make laugh. Usually, when okay. I do like a little one liner or pun, I usually get the, uh, you know, like the groan. Oh, yes, I know the groan very, very well. <laughs> it's funny, I think, with puns and just one liners and things. I find in improv, in a scene, it's so highly respected and, oh, yeah, it's genius. It's so funny. 
But in mm. life away from improv, all you get is and an eye roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get that because, like, especially because I try and do it at work sometimes. On not so much now we're working online, but yeah, when I was in the office, I would do it and like the collective groan when I would come up with something. It'd be like. Uh, music not to my ears so to speak when i heard that. <laughs> but i do know what you mean when you do it in improv it's like it's more of a laugh and a groan because it's 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 sort of expected in a way but whereas in real life situations yeah it's uh it's not so yeah but like so i think people like tim Vine and milton jones sort of do inspire me and and signed up to a Tim Vine joke appreciation page on Facebook. So, oh, awesome. Um, I get inspiration from that sometimes. Yeah. And, and uh, just as we're coming towards the end here, just thinking about improv on the whole and everything that improv means to you, what impact would you say improv has had on your life a really really positive impact it's sort of changed my life in ways because i've become more confident uh, outside of improv so i'm more confident in work yeah. um especially like in meetings where before i would just sit there quietly and not like make any comments or suggestions whereas now i'm not afraid to make those suggestions or comments they might not be taken on board or appreciated but yeah i think just the fact that i'll actually put my head above the parapet and say something uh, just shows that i think it is given improv has given me a lot of confidence um because I think I sort of mentioned this to you before. I'm I'm quite an introvert. Yeah. So especially in social gatherings, I'm always one of these people on the periphery or on the edge. So it takes a lot for me to go up to someone and say hello. It's got better over the years and I, I can do it, but even now it still takes a lot for me to do that. And it sort of touched on something I did with Ari Ritola. I did a scene with him where yeah. we were two characters who were on the, we were like two roadies for rock bands who were behind the scenes. And I played it like that because it would have been so easy to be become the rock star. But yeah. I just wanted to celebrate the people behind the scenes and just show that you don't have to be the big celebrity or the big I am. Yeah. You can celebrate the person who does the back is in the background as well. And that when I did that scene that sort of was a bit of me in there as well, I think. That was a great scene. A really good scene. I remember that scene. Uh, I watched it very closely and I was really drawn in. So well done for that scene. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And uh, just go back to 
you saying the impact it's had on you as well and and how away from improv you were more of an introvert and it's helped to bring you out of yourself uh so for the listeners i've had the pleasure of meeting mark in real life and in my very first lci session in liverpool uh, mark was one of the very first people to come over to me and he greeted me in such a lovely way and he's so positive and it, it just really helped make me feel at ease in an environment i was in full of people i had never met before uh so you made me feel really welcome on that day so thank you very much for that no i actually remember the first time you came cause it was literally not long before everything yeah happened it was like march maybe february march um and I actually remember you walking through the door at the flying the loaf as well in that room. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I think you came in with another person. Um, you both happened to come in at the same time, I think. I remember you coming in. And, um, yeah, I always make an effort to go up and say hello to people who have never been before because it is quite daunting for people Um come into something where we don't know the people who are there. And especially when you get something where you've got people who've been going a long time yeah, and can become a bit clicky sometimes, they'll stick to the people that we know. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, so, you know, I just think, oh, well, I make an effort with people and just say hello. I mean, they may, they, they may not come back again, but at least they knew that somebody was there and said hello and introduced themselves. And if they came come back again the next week, more the better. And you did, and here we are now talking about it uh, months down the line. Yeah, well, it's an awesome way to be. Uh, so again, thank you very much for that. And uh, I'm sure lots of other people have felt what I felt that day because I'm sure you've done it for many more. Yeah. Uh, so just before we finish, have you uh, got social media channels that you'd like to share with anyone where they can find the work that you're doing in the improv world? Yeah, uh, I'm on Facebook. You just find me under my name, Mark Turpin. Um, I'm also on Instagram on Twitter. I don't do much on Twitter, but Instagram I do a bit more. So you can find me under the name Zippy Wordsworth. Now, for those who wonder why I call myself that, it's a combination of two children's characters from children's programmes that I used to watch <laughs> back in the day. So Zippy Rainbow and Wordsworth was the name of the old English sheepdog that was in a programme called Jamie and the Magic Torch. Oh, my word. <laughs> which I used to love back in the day when I was, you know, that three or four, I used to love it. So that's why I call myself Zippy Wordsworth on Instagram and Twitter. I've actually always wondered how that name came about, so thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, thank you very much, Mark, for coming to talk to me today. It's been great to hear all about your life and improv. So we're going to leave it there. So I'll say it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from him. Hey. <laughs> 
thank you very much to Mark for that fantastic interview. He's definitely worth checking out on Facebook and other social media profiles because when you see his scenes, you are guaranteed to laugh. He is a very funny improviser. If you're interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a new scene, then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Live Comedy Improv. Uh, whilst you're checking things out on social media, please give me a check out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or YouTube if you're interested in anything improv that I'm involved in you can find some of my improv scenes on my YouTube channel and if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts please give us a 5 star review and subscribe to us because it will really help us grow the podcast just before I go as always we're going to finish with some words that are wise 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 always remember whatever the situation to treat life like improv and yes and